Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. And I have seen the deal of all deals. We're going to be talking about that tonight on the Rita Cosby Show. Boy, is that stunning. The old sweetheart deal that Hunter Biden received, where right now it looks like obviously no jail time. We're talking about the tax part and the gun part. And also, so far, no word whatsoever on all the tens of millions of dollars that there are reports coming from James Comer and elsewhere came, whether it was through Hunter Biden or other Biden family members and all the other associates. Boy, there are so many layers to this. And yet tonight we are getting word that Hunter Biden basically is tiptoeing through the tulips. And I don't think that that says a lot about justice in America. I do think on some of the tax issues, as we have seen, it took them five years to get to the point where they basically got this plea deal. And then another five years on all the gun charges. He even admitted that he was high as a kite when he got basically the gun. He wrote about it in his book. And remember, the gun ended up like in a dumpster near a school. And despite all of those things, it looks like he is skating. And yet the big question is everybody wants to know, what are the Republicans doing? That's my big question tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show. What are the Republicans doing in terms of investigating Hunter, not just on the tax or the gun, but on obviously the big questions about where is the money that even his father is like grinning like a Cheshire cat at the White House every time his president, you know, is asked basically, you know, hey, what about bribery? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Malarkey, hogwash, nothing to see here. And then he gave that answer. Where's the money to everybody? Basically smiling ear to ear, almost like daring people to, hey, come find the money. You'll never find it. And so we know tonight, according to James Comer, that they claim they are still looking at the money and the money trail through and through. And what we saw today with all these deals with Hunter, and I'm talking about the deals that he made with the GOJ, the Biden DOJ, I'm not surprised that they cut this deal. And I'm not surprised that also it came the same time I was talking to Miranda Devine earlier tonight. And Miranda was saying when she was on with me and the great John Katzmatidis on Katz and Cosby, she was basically saying it came the same day as they cut a deal on the baby mama stuff, which is in Arkansas. And when you look at all of these things put together, you kind of go, wow, boy, did Hunter cut a break. Boy, did he get lucky. 
but it is still not over yet. And that's why I want to see where the next breadcrumbs go. Do the Republicans have the cojones to put on their big boy pants and say, you know what, let's really go tooth and nail and not just tell the American public that they're going to start looking and getting to the bottom of it. We're hearing that. We hear you loud and clear, James Comer. Jim Jordan, we hear you loud and clear. But now is the time to go through and look at the evidence and really get all the subpoenas, get all the ducks in a row, and try to find out what are in the bank accounts. Because you know that this deal was cut to try to say, oh, look, well, Hunter did get found accountable. He did do X. Look what happened with this. He did do this. He did do that. So you know that all of this was basically designed to essentially say, you know what? Well, we found Hunter culpable on a few little things. Case closed. That's what Hunter's attorney is saying tonight. Case closed. Now, the U.S. attorney in Delaware has come out and essentially said, no, it's not case closed. But I have my suspicions about that. Uh, Leo Terrell, who also was on Fox News earlier today, Leo was saying the same thing that I'm sort of thinking. He thinks part of that, the whole reason that the U.S. attorney in Delaware essentially is saying, "Uh, not so fast, Hunter, is not to necessarily go against Hunter, but maybe to kind of help Hunter. So basically when James Comer and Jim Jordan and all these other folks start looking for documents, he can say, no, 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 we can't necessarily hand it over because it's a, quote, ongoing investigation, I hope I am not in a wheelchair and six feet under by the time they start looking at Hunter Biden, because the path they're going on right now, I'm going to be like playing bingo in an old age home. I am telling you, this is the longest investigation by a bunch of people who swear that they're going to get to the bottom of it. So now there's a lot of people tonight saying it is time to really put the screws And put up and shut up. If the facts aren't there, then they're not there. But if indeed there is evidence, guess what, GOP committee? You better start cracking on it because clearly right now the Biden team is skating and again enjoying freedom like I've never seen. Can you imagine if the name was Trump? If the name was Trump, they would throw everything, including the kitchen sink. He would have been impeached five times by now. Forget the the first two. Three more would be added. Are you kidding me? And that's why the irony tonight is inescapable. Where is justice in America? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Now, this comes also as President Trump is talking about loyalty, not just necessarily in the party, but amongst fellow politicians. Just a little bit ago... President Trump did an interview with my buddy Brett Baer there on Fox News. And Brett, who clearly, you know, has a mixed feeling, you could see it on Trump, the way he was asking him questions. Well, President Trump was asked about Ron DeSantis. Now, President Trump is still leading so strongly in the polls. If you look at the poll numbers, he's ahead more than 30 percentage points. That's the real clear average. That is the average of all the different polls out there. So, He is ahead leaps and bounds. And yet you could tell the word DeSantis, when you say it, it gets under his skin. There is no doubt that he's angry that Ron DeSantis got into the race. He feels he never should have gotten into the race. And he says a lot of it is because it just comes down to loyalty. 
that he is an extremely loyal person, he said, and that it's the right thing to do for Ron DeSantis, who is much younger than Trump and really does owe his career in so many ways to President Trump. He's absolutely correct on this point. There is no doubt that Ron DeSantis would not be governor of Florida if it were not for President Trump endorsing him at a time where he looked like he was going to lose the race handily. And suddenly, President Trump, at that point, his endorsements were golden. And they're still very significant, no doubt about that. And so President Trump threw his name in, and boy, did that change the race for Ron DeSantis. So here is President Trump just a little bit ago explaining why he uses the phrase desanctimonious to describe DeSantis. But other governors did a better job than Ron DeSanctimonious. So look. Why do you use that name? Because um, I got him elected. And I thought it was very disloyal when he said, yes, I'd run. I got him past two races. I got him past the primary because he was losing by 30 points or more. So he it's was a loyalty question? Him. Yeah, it's a loyal. I'm a big loyalist. You know, some people say, some people right here in this room have told me, sir, don't worry about loyalty. Loyalty doesn't mean anything in politics. I said to me, it does. And you know what? In fairness to Trump, yes, he is quite loyal. He's obviously gets angry at people who are not loyal or people that don't sort of stay in line with his message. But no doubt, he is absolutely loyal in many ways to many, many people. And Ron DeSantis does really owe a huge portion of his career to President Trump. So I do think, actually, President Trump is being incredibly sincere when he says that he feels DeSantis is disanctimonious, that he is disloyal. And that is not a good trait in President Trump's mind, and I think in a lot of other people's mind. Do you think that that has an impact in the way that you will vote next year, and especially this year, as the primaries are in full swing? Now, by the way, in the middle of all of this, of course, we've got the debates coming up. There is word that some of the trial stuff on the federal, because, of course, that takes priority among all these other charges— And August, mid-August is sort of the beginning, likely potential date of the federal trial. What a surprise, because the first debate would be basically a little over a week later. I mean, this to me is so transparent as to the objectives of the special counsel and so many others. Oh, no, 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 we don't want to interfere with the election, so we'll just do it a week before the very first GOP primary debate. I mean, to me, that is pretty transparent. But what are your thoughts about President Trump's message with Ron DeSantis? And do you believe that as we are heading, I think so much is going to happen between now and even the debate, the first debate, whether Trump will be in it or not? He certainly there's going to be a lot of back and forth on the legal perspective. This is not going to be a fast trial as much as the special counsel, Jack Smith, wants it to be. He's trying to push it. He's trying to expedite it. It ain't going to happen on a fast track. There is no way in heck. These federal cases, I was talking to former federal prosecutor, former U.S. attorney, Brett Tolman. He was saying that these federal cases typically take a white collar case, which it is, typically would take basically about a year and a half at minimum. So guess what? That's right smack in the election time. I mean, it's, it's like through election. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're still in the middle of the trial with different motions and different filings. And if I'm the Trump team, I drag this out, drag it out 
and say, you know, okay, let's do a motion on this. There will certainly be cases that go up to the Supreme Court. We've never seen it in American history. So all of this is happening at the same time that Trump is taking swipes at DeSantis. DeSantis trying to sort of take some swipes at Trump, but then on the other hand doesn't want to alienate Trump's voters because he knows that it's an enormous base, as you see even in the polls. Despite all the incoming coming from Democrats, Trump is still standing and he is still focused and they don't want to take him off that. They don't want to they want to continue uh, the Trump team to stay on that trajectory and stay on the top. And of course, people like DeSantis and all those other people trying to get oxygen, trying to get airtime and also trying to get Trump's voters, but also trying to take off Trump. So it's a balancing act on all these different levels. But how do you see all of this playing out? And do you think Trump is right to call DeSantis disloyal? And do you think also that Trump will still continue to be the nominee? If it looks like if it was held today, he certainly would. And do you see anything changing that trajectory? Do you see it being a Trump-Biden race And do you believe that the outcome will be different than it was in 2020? Here's a little bit more of President Trump on Fox a little bit ago saying exactly why he considers DeSantis disloyal. I got the guy elected. He came to see me. Let's say weeping because he was dead. He was getting out of the race. He was looking for jobs already, probably at law firms or wherever he's going to look. He was totally dead. He ran a horrible campaign. He was running against Adam Putnam, the uh, agriculture commissioner, who was running for that position for eight years. Putnam had $38 million bank. Ron had nothing, zero. Putnam was at 40%. Ron was at 3%. It was like a wipeout. He ended up winning. He ended up winning by a tight race. And then, then three years later, they say to him, then I, I didn't deal with, I didn't know him that well. Three years later, but I got him elected. But I did that with other people, too. I did that with other people, too. And basically saying he is not DeSantis. He is basically disloyalist. It sounds like where he is headed with all of this. Do you think he makes a good point? And does that say something to you about DeSantis? And also, do you believe? that Hunter is going to skate free. Do you believe this decision where he pleads guilty to misdemeanor tax crimes uh, basically skirts the deal on the gun issue? Do you think with all of that, that that's the end? Of course, his attorneys are trying to say that Hunter's side. But how much do you think Joe Biden money, Hunter Biden, do you think it'll come into the election or do you think it's case closed? I am a little optimistic that I still do believe the GOP at least has to get to the bottom of it so the American public knows what's there. Whatever it is, I'm not convinced they've gotten to the bottom of it yet. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Welcome 
Well, Hunter Biden certainly hit the jackpot, pleading guilty to misdemeanors, to tax crimes, and getting what's called a so-called pretrial diversion agreement in connection with the charge of possession of a firearm by a person who's a user or addict of illegal drugs. You think so? Just pop in that laptop. Uh, that's all you need to do to figure out that he violated that one. I think a second grader would have figured out that there's a violation there. We are also talking about President Trump, who did a blockbuster interview just a little bit ago. Brett Baer, they aired part two, where he talked about Ron DeSantis. And I want to play, this is Cut 26, where he talked about DeSantis, but also talked about the polls. And he's really thrilled that he's ahead of him by 30 percentage points. Take a listen. See him as the biggest threat. Well, he's the number two right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, at some place he could be replaced. The way he's going right now, he's dropping like a rock. He could be number three, number four, and you won't ever hear me talking about him again. I like fighting number two. (laughs) I like fighting number two and also calling DeSantis disloyal and explaining why he calls him desanctimonious. So do you think the race is going to stay number one, number two? And does it impact you that DeSantis, according to Trump, was disloyal? Um, I think a lot of people feel that way, uh, that Trump, it was his turn to do it. Um, I don't think anything is ever given for free in politics. What is the phrase that if you want loyalty, you get a dog um, in politics? But still, they had to have known that at some point with all this talk of DeSantis and a lot of people who were looking for, quote, a Trump alternative, a lot of money was coming to DeSantis. So is it wrong for him to jump into the fray? And will he stay a distant number two? Uh, let's go to Frank, line eight. Frank, your thoughts. You're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, I, I definitely believe that uh, DeSantis is disloyal. Uh, Trump put him over the top. And Trump deserves another shot because that whole election was stolen, in my opinion. And uh, we, we, he, he has a world record. The country was in the best shape it's ever been in. And because of the uh, the cheating, let's say, of certain people, uh, he lost that election and that China virus, which I, I just don't understand how we can import a virus and blame it on the president who came up with the uh, the vaccines to cure it or at least to, to trample it uh, you know, into oblivion, practically. So uh, I'm for Trump 100 percent. Everybody I know is for Trump 100 percent. He's a great world leader. And I do not believe that uh, uh, China would be doing what they're doing or Russia or Iran. I also think that this Biden is, is corrupt as they come. Well, and, and by the uh, way, we, I, I hope, Frank, and I said this, I hope that the members of Congress like and I'm talking about Jim Jordan and also James Comer and their committees. They're the chairs, but their committees Uh, that they really start looking at this stuff because they're getting railroaded. Uh, And right now, they got to keep up with the train because the train is going. And unless they get to the bottom of it, boy, what a waste. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. 
you'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show. By the way, before I was on the air tonight, I was with my great buddy, Dominic Carter, who did an amazing job emceeing the Police Athletic League Superstar Dinner. John and Margot Katsimatidis, of course, the great owners of Red Apple Media, are on the board there and were a huge part of it. John gave a beautiful speech. And Dominic gave an amazing speech about his life story and also where he came from to overcome and to be now a tremendous, tremendous broadcaster and everything that he went through. He's a pal kid. So uh, for you guys listening on WABC, make sure that you ask him to share his story. It is amazing. But I love the Police Athletic League and bravo to John and Margot and also Dominic Carter for just a beautiful job. They raised a lot of great money to help inner city kids tonight. And uh, bravo, bravo, bravo. And speaking of the police, a Tempe Arizona police officer crowned Miss Arizona USA hopes that her platform can inspire others and bridge the gap between law enforcement and communities across the nation. Candace Cannavale said, quote, I'm hoping that with this title, people can see me, that I'm a police officer and just know that all law enforcement have families, they have hobbies that they're interested in. And she said, I think if we not strip ourselves of the uniform necessarily, but we see past it and we get to see each other on a human level. We have empathy for each other. And I think we're going to start to bridge that gap between law enforcement and community. What an important, important message. Cannavale won the Miss Arizona USA crown last month and will go on to represent her state in the Miss USA competition later this year. She's been competing in pageants for 11 years and by for Miss Arizona six times before recently winning the title. Bravo to her and how beautiful that she wants to serve as a bridge between law enforcement and the community. And of course, that is one of the great messages also from the Police Athletic League, where I was earlier tonight. Uh, honoring some folks who are doing amazing, amazing work in the community. And seeing these kids perform was just absolutely beautiful, too, as well. Well, we are talking, of course, about President Trump, Ron DeSantis, and good old Hunter Biden. What a contrast to the way that President Trump has been handled over classified documents that are typically a minor civil issue. And think about it. They go in with guns blazing. The DOJ sends the FBI in a pre-dawn raid at Mar-a-Lago. Here he is now indicted on 37 federal criminal counts tied to classified documents. Never gone after other presidents in the past. They haven't gone after Joe Biden, who was senator when he took some of the documents, and vice president. I mean... What a contrast. And then we just get word a little bit ago that good old Hunter Biden, who has been investigated on tax charges and a lot of people were looking into, obviously, a lot of other money behind it all. Well, guess what? 
Now it looks like he has entered into what can only be described, I think, as a sweetheart deal. He's agreed to plead guilty to two federal misdemeanor crimes of willfully failing to pay federal income taxes and basically gets pretrial diversion for basically not saying that he had a drug habit when he got a gun. Because guess what? You're not supposed to be a drug addict. Thank goodness when you get a gun. And if you're not sure if maybe Hunter Biden has a crack problem, who could forget? I think uh, Mr. Parmesan cheese. Remember this one? You know, I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone, (laughs) anyone that you know. Oh, boy. So guess what? Clearly, he's got a drug problem, or he did at least at the time, even by his own confession. He wrote about it in the book. He just talked about it there. He couldn't figure out the difference between Parmesan cheese and crack cocaine. And yet he will not face charges on the drug potential crime because that would have been a doozy. That would have been actually much bigger than even some of the tax issues. And yet he gets put in sort of a pretrial diversion. And think about the double standards. There are a lot of people that are right now behind bars facing serious time because they lied on a gun form. They were drug addicts. They had misappropriated. They had lied on a form to the federal government. That is a crime. So I mean, there's a lot of issues going on here. And boy, are there a lot of double standards to go around. And it seems like if your last name is Biden, well, then you get to walk. But if your last name is Trump, send the FBI in and send them in with guns blazing. Uh, the contrast to me is just stunning. How do we have faith? In the justice system, how do we actually think that right now that justice is blind and fair in America? Right now, it looks like so many different standards and clearly two different standards between the Trump and the Biden form of justice that's divvied out under this Department of Justice. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime. President Trump, who spoke just a little bit ago, well, guess what? He was talking about January 6th. He was talking about the economy. He was talking about China. He was talking about the border, talking about Ron DeSanctimonious, as he calls Ron DeSantis. And he still maintains that on January 6th, he said he did nothing wrong. And he really feels that in that particular case, the Justice Department went so over the top. If you were even in the area of the Capitol on January 6th, you got a call, basically, or a visit from federal authorities. And he said, boy, what a contrast that is to the way others have been handled. And again, look at the Hunter Biden case. I mean, wow. But here is President Trump talking about the speeches that he gave on January 6th and maintaining just a little bit ago, a few hours ago, that he did nothing wrong on that day. Take a listen. In my speech, you know, my speech has been reviewed by every lawyer that's reviewed it said it was a perfectly normal speech. You ever hear Maxine Waters hit him in the face and hit him here and hit. My speech was an elegant speech. It was a very Lindsey Graham said about my speech. This may be the softest speech I've ever heard you make. It's very interesting. I said peacefully and patriotically be peaceful, be patriotic. But even more than the speech, I put out statements. Now, two of those statements were on Twitter. 
And as soon as I put them out, they terminated me. And the reason they terminated me, I've heard, is because those statements were so good. They were beautiful statements. Go home. Don't do this. Go home, etc., etc. And he also said that the justice against many of those who he said were there peacefully, obviously there were others, but for the most part, people were there. If you look at some of the videos and some of the stuff that we've had, we've had John Solomon on where he's basically talked about the door being open in the back. Or you even see the video of them walking, some of the officers leading people around. Obviously, if somebody was violent or did anything or attacked somebody, that's a whole different matter. But there are a lot of people that were just kind of wandering around. And now some of them were thrown in solitary confinement. Some of them still in prison to this day. Does that sound right? At the same time that we're talking about Hunter Biden with all this stuff going on. And uh, the guy who couldn't even figure out if it was Parmesan cheese or crack cocaine. And he's buying a gun. And he's skating tonight. Here is Trump talking a little bit more about those that were charged. He thinks way over the top especially compared to the rioters in the old summer of love. Take a listen. Here's a little more of Trump. You said that you would pardon uh, perhaps the rioters. Would you also pardon the people who were convicted of assaulting officers? Well, you also have, uh, no, we'd look at individual cases, but many of those people are very innocent people. They did nothing wrong. In Portland, where they killed people and they've destroyed a city, I mean, the place it's got, it's all boarded up. They destroyed, nothing happened to them. In Seattle, where they took over 20% of the city, nothing happened to them. And these people, many of them, soldiers and policemen and firemen and teachers and doctors, these people, nobody's ever seen anything like it. This is like a third world. We're being run now like a third world country. And Ron DeSantis, or DeSanctimonious, as President Trump calls him, said, after today with Hunter, boy, uh, there is such a different standard of justice. And if Hunter was not a Democrat and not the big guy's son, well, he would not be skating right now. Take a listen. Here's Ron DeSantis. Two different sets of rules, depending on whether you're a member in good standing of elite society or not. If Hunter were a Republican, he would have been in jail years ago. And by the way, given this dynamic with this Justice Department, which, boy, has it become so politicized, against political opponents of this current president, I agree with DeSantis and I agree with Trump that the standards are so out of whack. Anybody can see it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Uh, let's go to Mike, line three in South Carolina. Uh, Mike, your thoughts about all this, my friend? Well, Rita, you know, I was just watching John Hannity before on Fox, South Carolina, and Senator Tim Scott, you know, and the points you touched on, I can't agree with you more. And and look at this, you know, uh, crackhead hunter. Yeah, you don't know, uh, I couldn't make the distinction between Parmesan cheese and the crack I was looking for. And uh, it's like, you know, he skated. They, they, they uh, minimized it to a misdemeanor. And they were saying, uh, uh, Tim Scott was saying also, you know, if if uh, he was a, a Republican, just two standards and two different different uh, set of standards. It's outrageous. And I hope, you know, he said, and I agree too, fire Biden, impeach him. And why is this Hunter, 
They didn't go to state dinners and this and that up the, you know, ramp to the plane and daddy's boy is right there. Give me a break. It's selective party prosecution. You know, the liberal media is going bonkers over this. And if things were reversed, like you said, Rita, many times, and a shout out, you know, uh, to Dominic Carter and and uh, what he did for uh, Police Athletic League, and he's an ace also. He um, is. He is. And and b- oh, make yeah. sure, by the way, because I know uh, you listen on WABC and WABCradio.com, yeah. you got to call him and make sure he tells you his story because he shared his life story tonight, and it is really powerful, Mike. I know his story, Rita, and, and it's amazing, you know, um, and he, you know, I'm a proud father of a son who went to Cortland. He was a wide receiver. My son was in the same graduating ceremony as Bernard McGurk's daughter. She played volleyball. Oh, how beautiful. Know? How beautiful. And how about Penny, Cortland, and I even mentioned, I'll leave you with this. My daughter is um, 33, had a first child, a boy. I was in Florida. He's two. And I'll tell Curtis, too. He'll appreciate this. What's his grandson's name? Carter, my grandson. How beautiful. Absolutely how beautiful. beautiful. Well, now, I, now oh. I love you even more, Mike. Thank you very much. You are terrific, my friend. You're the best. Let's go to another Mike. Let's go to Mike in Philly, line six. Mike, your thoughts about all of this tonight? Yeah, um, Ron DeSantis, yeah. Um, I totally agree, and I believe that we owe, we owe the Trumpster. Uh, he's, to me, he's still the president. Uh, uh, the entire election was hijacked. But anyway, uh, it, 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 don't get upset, but actually, uh, Ron DeSantis is to the right of Donald J. Trump. But here's the difference. As far as the international stage, Donald, the James Bond Trumpster's top gun. There's no one that could put the lid back in what's going on in this world today but our president, Mr. Trump. Well, and Michael, I will say I can't imagine anybody else dealing with all the incoming that Trump is dealing with. I don't know who else could handle uh, because if you just replace the name, you know, people seem to think, OK, all the hours are out for Trump. But guess what? If suddenly Trump gets knocked off, whoever is on the top slot, they're going to like suddenly get dragged through it. And, and you have to certainly have somebody who has uh, the fight in them or there will not be a GOP challenger going up against the Democrats. I mean, it really is. It's like it has to be somebody who can handle different investigations, different this, different that. They'll try to indict whoever that is. I have no doubt. They'll try to come up with it. Maybe they were jaywalking when they were five years old. I mean, truly, it is just it is the most crazy thing I've ever seen. Let's go to Jerry, line five. Jerry, your thoughts about this? Yeah, hey, hi. Uh, I haven't spoke to you for a couple months. Uh, uh, my thoughts, um, I, I think it's ridiculous that he calls him the sanctimonious because what's the big deal? So he helped them. He got them elected. Okay. But you run against whoever wants to run against you. Don't treat them like an enemy. You know, uh, make your points. Talk about your issues. And uh, he's losing me. I voted for Trump twice. I like the guy. But I, I hate when he does that. I mean. The sanctimony, I mean, the sanct, he's got me <laughs> I know, by the way, by the way, Jerry, I have to catch myself, too, because it is. And, and I think a lot of people don't like the internal name calling. Um, I mean, obviously, that's the way Trump plays. He did it in 2016. It was effective for him. Obviously, he knocked all those people off the stage. And so he's thinking he can do it again. Um, I, I do hear what he's saying about loyalty. 
But I also understand DeSantis saying, okay, this is my moment. And there's clearly backers who have told him the same thing, too. So, uh, you know, obviously in politics, nothing is a surprise. Uh, I mean, who knows at some point, sometimes often enemies or or political rivals uh, get together uh, often. You know, it gets very heated in the campaign, gets heated in the primary, and then all's fair in love and war. Uh, so who knows at the end of the day where all this ends up. Uh, Jerry, thank you. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. So is all's fair in love and politics. Well, Ron DeSantis says he is running and now Trump is clearly taking swipes at him. And as you just heard, some people don't like it. They don't like the swipes, Uh, but they still think that uh, Trump is clearly the guy to be. Can anybody else? Can Ron DeSantis really handle all the incoming? I mean, look at what just happened today with Hunter Biden. We're going to talk more about that in the next hour. Do you think that Ron DeSantis could handle all this incoming that President Trump is dealing with? And do you think it's just going to stop? Maybe it would stop if Trump dropped out of the race, which he's not going to do. But then if DeSantis was the leading candidate, guess what? He would be taking the heat. You think that the Democrats would suddenly say, okay, it's not Trump. So we're going to go easy on the number one person. Uh Uh-uh. And I don't know if any of the other GOP candidates, you know, clearly DeSantis has been doing a great job as governor of Florida. But that's a lot different than having the whole Democratic machine against you. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jim, line five. Jim, your thoughts about all this. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. What do you think, Jim? Do you think DeSantis could handle the incoming if uh, if the names were flipped? I, I, actually, I, actually, I don't because there's a big difference between running the state and running the federal government. You know what I mean? And I don't understand where we fight amongst ourselves. Like, why is he going against Trump? Why is Trump going against him? Why don't we get together? Personally, I voted for Trump both times. Trump does have a lot coming at him now. Why don't we join forces? I mean, why is DeSantis going against him and saying this? Why is Trump saying that? The thing with it is, if, if Trump would happen to go by the wayside and DeSantis was a running, he was a top guy running, hypothetically, the swamp will swallow him up and spit him out. Well, th- that's the issue. I think uh, I agree with you that I think people are naive to think, oh, OK, it's just Trump. Uh, believe me, uh, they would come after DeSantis in a heartbeat as well. And also the whole Democratic machine. The swamp also includes some Republicans, as you know. Um, but the whole Democratic machine and the swamp would go after DeSantis, just switch the names, whoever's in that leading place. Um, if DeSantis were to take on the swamp, like Trump certainly has, and he says he will do it again, which is why they don't want him, uh, which is another good reason to make sure somebody comes in and cleans up the old machine. Uh, Jim, thank you. Let's go to BJ, line eight. BJ, your thoughts. 
Yeah, no way could Ron DeSantis take the incoming that Donald Trump has taken. Just no way. And I'm getting a little sick and tired of us playing into the hands of the mainstream media like Brett Baer. I'd like to ask Brett Baer a few questions, like where he was on election night when Atlanta closed its polls and he just shrugged his shoulders and said, gee, looks like a water main break. I mean, that happened on election night and that happened. That's how Newsmax was born, by the way. Just just uh, uh, just a little bit of an FYI. But, uh, you know, DeSantis uh, was disloyal to Trump. He should have waited his turn. It would have been a bigger payday for him in the in the long run. Uh, but what I think the president has to do is he has to put forward his case to the people because it's not really about the president. It's about you and me choosing a non-establishment candidate to vote for. Well said, BJ. You are absolutely right. It's about America and it's about protecting our borders. And boy, do things look like such a mess between our southern border, the way China's been just like a small, not even a slap on the wrist. Uh, And then you're looking at this unequal justice system. We're going to continue your calls. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, because your perfume is smelling sweet. Tonight, there are lots of questions about the way things were handled in China or lack thereof. And this gets to a lot of the heart of the issue as we are talking about Hunter Biden and the sweetheart deal that he clearly got with the DOJ. So tonight, where do you think things are headed with the investigation of the documents Because clearly there are still a lot of questions about the money trail. We know that a number of different agencies are looking into it. And in fact, this Thursday, we are hearing that another committee, the House Ways and Means Committee, the chairman there is a guy named Jason Smith, that he is going to try to look into the public release of documents related to Hunter Biden's taxes, saying that because he is a public figure, tied to the IRS whistleblower, that potentially there could be some things coming there. So let's see. Maybe the House Ways and Means Committee will reveal something. Maybe Comer's committee will. Maybe Jim Jordan's committee will. But tonight there's a lot of questions, too, because we just saw the Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, leave China And it seemed like he kind of went with his tail wagging between his legs because he was just leaving. And it was like it seemed like one big appeasement message from the Biden administration to China. So you have to wonder, does China have something on this administration? Because for some reason, they don't even question China about fentanyl that is crossing into our borders. That is killing 100,000 Americans every single year. We don't hear them questioning China about the coronavirus, the origins of it. They're not letting scientists in to look at the Wuhan lab and elsewhere. And it seems like this administration has given them a free pass on that. And then we also heard Blinken in an interview basically saying, oh, that old spy balloon case closed. Basically, consider it case closed. 
Well, it's not case closed. He didn't do anything. And then you also have Joe Biden basically saying, well, that balloon was really an embarrassment for China. And that's not what it's about. It's about spying on America. And we don't hear that they even asked about those stations, those spy stations that are set up in Cuba. There's a spy base that's in Cuba, 90 miles off our coast. And somehow this administration isn't questioning I mean, this to me is like alternate universe. So it's a serious question. Do the Chinese actually maybe have something on the Biden family that's causing them to go so incredibly soft on China? They're not even asking the basic questions. I could pull like a kindergartner off the street and they would say, well, we're going to ask them about the coronavirus. We're going to ask them about the spy stations. What about the police stations, the Chinese, quote, police stations? What about the Chinese buying farmland? The list would go on and on and on. And for some reason, this Biden administration, their whole policy has been appeasement, but they seem to really want to give the Chinese a free pass. And they keep making excuse after excuse after excuse. And it just doesn't make any logical sense. So you have to wonder, do the Chinese have something on the Biden family that for some reason the Biden administration is afraid to even act like a world leader? They're afraid to go after them on even the basic things, let alone anything tough. And they keep just making like excuse and basically not even treating them like they're our adversary. Not treating them like our military adversary, not treating them like our economic adversary. And to me, that's downright dangerous. And this sort of like overlooking everything is a really frightening situation for American security and world security. So I hope we figure it out because it is unfathomable to me that they have given them such a free Free pass. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 9222. And here is President Trump just a little bit ago being asked about China and also being asked about why he thinks maybe even COVID originated. This is interesting. Listen to this one. I believe that uh, it came in from Wuhan. I said that if you go back, you'll see I'm the one that said it came in from the Wuhan labs from day one. I was told a lot of things like don't close up the country in terms of China. I did. And it was a tremendous. I saved hundreds of thousands of lives. I believe it was incompetence, actually. I, I you know, there's two thoughts. They did it. There's another thought. I was so tough on China. They did it to get me out. But I did better on the election. That part. I don't believe that. No, I don't. I actually think they were just incompetent. I think they were just incompetent. But think about how different it would have been if President Trump was in office, how much he would have taken China and others to task. And that's why, to me, it is a very, very dangerous world right now. And this administration just seems clueless about any sort of security threats. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete, Line 8 in Staten Island. Pete, your thoughts about it all. Go ahead, Pete. Hi, Rita. I tell you, this uh, Biden kid, he got a slap in the wrist. I mean, just on a gun charge, you're going to do time. And they're not even talking if the gun was legal or registered. You mean on uh, Hunter, good old Hunter, right? 
good old hunter, Mr. Crackman. I mean, it's disgusting. And the father on one of the sound bites I heard on WABC uh, saying that uh, he was 36 and he was with a 12-year-old girl. I, that's preposterous. My daughter's 32 and she was 12. If he would have said something near my daughter, forget about it. He have no teeth. I mean, really, how could you say that? A 12-year-old girl, a 36-year-old man? Well, and by the way, there there were all these allegations, Pete, about, like you just said, like uh, human trafficking and, like, involved in some of these prostitution rings. And, uh, like, you know, uh, there were allegations all over the place. And just like you said, I mean— and the fact that it doesn't look like that's being looked into. I mean, we'll see. Now, uh, now let me ask you, though, Pete, do you believe that some of these other committees now may get to the bottom of it? Um, it does look like he got, you know, scot-free pretty much on the tax issues and scot-free for sure, it looks like, on the gun issues. But do you think maybe something else? It doesn't preclude. See, and maybe I'm an optimist, and I believe that they're still going to try. Um, and try to get to the bottom of these. I hope they get to the bottom. And by the way, Pete, wherever the truth is, I just want to know the truth. If our president is compromised and he received millions of dollars and changed some policy, and if there's audio tapes out there that basically say it, he's done. He's done, and the American public deserve to know it. I think I think it's important for everybody's sake. And and you know, and if it's not true, we need to know that too. But don't sit right, there and pretend, you know. Yeah, we got to get the truth out there. This is treason, what he's doing. He's destroying this country. I, I had to worry about my wife getting her chemo, which she did. And uh, now I got to worry next month if they have it when she's getting the next treatment. This is horrible. Our country should be able to be independent, have their own pharmaceuticals, and not depend on China. Because even the aspirin that I'm taking for uh, my one a day for my little heart problem, it's all from China. If they don't like me, they can put something else in me and and end my big mouth. <laughs> never, Pete. They could never do that to you. And by the way, I'm glad that your wife is doing okay too, Pete. I remember having the honor to meet her there at St. Patrick's. Thank you, my friend. Um, and it's great to hear from you. And I'm glad you're doing okay too. Thanks so much. Let's go to Michael on line four. Michael, your thoughts about all this? Go ahead, Mike. Well, Winkin Blinken was humiliated in China. I was listening to the John Batchelor show, and they went into detail. He was greeted at the plane by some fifth-level person from China's State Department. He was made to sit at a table all the way at the end like a little child in the third grade. He got nothing out of China, and what does China do? They announce they're opening up a military training base. Yeah, and by the way, uh, in in Cuba, you're talking about where they're they are literally talking about sending hundreds of Chinese troops to Cuba. You know, the other thing, also, Michael, on the flip side, when Blinken was ready to go, then suddenly, right before he's about to leave on the plane. Uh, they said that, oh, no, 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 uh, President Xi will meet with you. Oh, so then he has to turn around and has a meeting with him. And it just made, he looked just weak and lame. And then he comes out with these excuses like, uh, oh, it's a closed chapter about the spy balloon. They're wonderful. It's like, I mean, we just look, we look like a bunch of wimps. Don't you think, Michael? It's an embarrassment. 
well, all the world leaders uh, uh, are embarrassed by uh, by Biden. They're, I hate to say it again, but they're all just biding their time till he leaves because they know that he's just the doormat for China. Hopefully, uh, who is it, Jordan or uh, or uh, or Comer? Comer, or Comer is going to get that executive uh, subpoena, that executive to uh, come into Congress and talk about the goings on. But here's something that most people don't know. Biden told the Treasury Department, I think about a year ago, to stop issuing reports on huge dollar denominations. What do you call that? Yep, the, yeah. these, the, these are called the SARS. I know exactly the sort of the inventory accounts where they basically say any suspicious activity is get, gets normally flagged. And they basically, yeah, we don't want you to do it anymore. And remember, they also fought to get those SARS reports handed over to Congress. Congress ultimately got a whole bunch. And they thought, oh, maybe there's a few on Biden, on Hunter. And it turned out, I think it was like 150. They're like, I don't know if we've ever seen anybody. It was like a pinball machine. How many bells were going off with all his special activity reports? Um, but hopefully they get to the bottom of this. And, and Michael, you had a very important point. I hope they are subpoenaing immediately that guy or tracking him down, at least because he's in Ukraine, um, to get him to come to America. If he has the tapes, let's hear what the tapes have to say. Let's play it and let's get answers once and for all, because clearly this justice system is not going to do anything. This system will not do anything. They're clearly giving Biden a pass. And unless you have it in black and white and you say, hey, hit play, let's hear that recording, anything short of that, they're going to try to skirt and skate all over the place. Uh, Great, great points. Let's go to Gary, line five. Gary, your thoughts. Hey, yeah, I just uh, want to know why everybody is, uh, criticizing Biden for the Chinese balloon? Uh, because he let the balloon go across the country and get intel for several thousand miles and transmit back to uh, China. Your thoughts? Uh, well, where is your, where is your uh, data supporting that? Uh, the fact that it actually flew across the country, and I actually have two eyes, and I can see what happened. Uh, what, uh, are you, are, what, you do what, what do you think, Gary? I mean, you actually think... It was just hanging out there for uh, recreation, and they they just shot it down for the fun of it. They even admitted that it was a spy balloon. They just are now making excuses as to what it was, but but it flew. It 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 flew for thousands of miles, and it just happened to so much hover over places that had sensitive military installations. All a coincidence, Gary. Nobody ever mentions the five Chinese balloons that that flew in the country when Trump was president. He didn't do a thing about it. Well, because the Trump administration says they didn't know about it. And that's what they came out and said. Uh, So at the time, they they said they said they said, well, well, no, they said about it after the fact. Remember, and it, it turned out that some people in the Pentagon didn't really share it. Do you remember there was like this question about the details? And by the way. Uh, if we knew about it, I'd be giving them a hard time, too, at the time. But we did know for sure on this one, Gary. There's no gray on it. We knew it flew. We knew it was heading towards the mainland. And this administration let it hover, let it gain intel, and it kept on going. It got the biggest tour of American military sites 
and uh, got enough information, and you think that that's okay. I'd rather protect the homeland. Maybe we have different standards. Well, what, what, were they, what were they supposed to do? It was too large. They could have. They could have gotten it. You know what? You know what's called shoot it when it gets before the United States because it went over tons of ocean. There would have been tons of opportunity, Gary. It would have been a piece of cake, you know, as opposed to a delayed reaction. That's all I'm saying. And I would say that whether Republican or Democrat. Uh, so, you know, there was a big missed opportunity, one big old balloon and one big missed opportunity. We'll continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Well, Gary, this is the Rita Cosby Show. And I am hot blooded after Gary, you can see after that one. Uh, Gary seems to think it's okay to have a spy balloon hover over in sensitive military sites in America. And for it to hover and hover and then go a thousand miles and then get shot over, and no problem there. And it's okay, China. Just keep getting all the intel you want. No problem whatsoever. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Jim. Line five. Uh, Jim, your thoughts. You heard Gary thinks, no problem. China, spy away. Well, first of all, we had a chance uh, within the uh, uh, limits of the United States before you got to uh, the landmass of, As- of uh, Alaska exactly. to shoot that thing down. Exactly. It cause any damage to anybody. Uh, it's, it's preposterous to have let that thing go over Alaska where there are sensitive military installations. Then come down into the uh, Montana. The it went over Montana, remember, where the F, uh, F-22s are, you know? That's right. And further on, uh, over, I think it was Missouri. Yep. And then off the coast of South Carolina, there are a couple of military and several, several military installations on the North Carolina, South Carolina coast. Um, so it, it, I mean, it's just preposterous that it was let to go that far when it could have been taken, taken care of, destroyed early on and, and send a message to the police. One one other thing, Rita, you mentioned that uh, uh, Biden, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not Biden, Blinken looks weak. Blinken is weak. He's the weakest thing gone for a uh, secretary of state and somebody that's supposed to represent our country to the world. He's he's a, he's uh, a nebbish and is he doesn't know what he's supposed to say. While he's away, there are probably half a dozen people in the White House trying to, you know, draw straws to see who's going to come up with uh, today's interpretation of uh, our position on anything. So he just goes out there and says something, and then when uh, after he says it, they issue a statement that just undercuts him. So what does he look like? He looks like a fool, which he is, a weak And I think it's downright dangerous, Jim. That's what scares me, too, is that, look, I want America. America is the greatest country in the world. I want us to look strong. I want us to be respected around the world. And and I think it's I just think it's dangerous 
because our adversaries like a China, uh, when they see a Blinken and a Biden, because it was within a 24 hour period, you know, and who's clearly orchestrated, you hear Blinken saying case closed on the spy balloon. And then you hear Biden say, oh, it was just that was just an embarrassment for China. Where is the media? The media asking that question should have said, are you kidding me, Mr. President? Are you kidding me, Mr. Secretary of State, that you're just going to say case closed? How wimpy are you? It's like you heard basically ticketing the getaway driver after a bank robbery. And here is former federal prosecutor Joe DeGeneva basically saying that this just does not smell right. Take a listen. Make no mistake about it. The Biden family has won. I mean, they have won a massive victory. Uh, This is corruption 101 with the cooperation of the Department of Justice. David Weiss, Mm -hmm. the U.S. attorney in Delaware, should be ashamed of himself. This is an embarrassment of a resolution to think five years to get to this. No, no, that doesn't wash. This stinks to high heaven. And it comes the same day that Hunter basically reached a deal on the paternity case. Isn't that interesting? That was the case in Arkansas uh, with this woman, London Roberts. They settled a child support dispute case. And this is interesting, too. It's like he got a good deal there where he was allowed to cut his payments that he's paying every month for this child that at first he didn't want to admit was his. He got it reduced from 20000 to 5000 and they didn't really look into his laptop. They were going to look into his laptop, she said, to show what kind of money he was making. Somehow it didn't get into that. And then this deal comes about that looks good for him there. Why do you think all of these things are happening right now? Uh, why would this woman cave or why would the Justice Department cave? And now it really all rests on Congress, on the GOP. So do you think that they have the wherewithal and the tenacity and the smarts uh, and the cojones to finally go after all the finances? You're hearing from at least the House Ways and Means Committee. They might show something this week. James Comer might show something in the coming weeks. Jim Jordan might show something. Or do you think that Hunter Biden is just going to skate? And that this is just part of the double system of justice. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony. Line six. Tony, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead, Tony. Hey, Rita. So I think the Democrats, their strategists, their handlers need to be acknowledged and um, for for all of the good work that they're doing and protecting the Biden family. What's going on is that they're, they're copping him out right now because they don't, it's a 50 50, whether they're going to take the next election or not. And if the, the Republicans win the next election, they're definitely going to go after Biden, uh, Hunter Biden and Papa Biden. But the thing is they, they have control over the situation right now and that's what they're doing. And you know what? I 1000% agree that they want to hurry up and get all this resolved. They also, by the way, think that also they don't want to have Joe Biden, who's now out on the campaign trail, Tony. The last thing they want is for Joe Biden, now that he's been more accessible to people, if you will, that you don't want people throwing out questions, reporters asking questions. Hey, what's going on with Hunter? What's going on with this? They're thinking by saying, okay, will he please to this little thing, case closed, 
they investigated my son. That's what happened. And they're hoping that everybody just kind of moves on. Uh, and I don't think that that's the appropriate response. Uh, do you, Tony? I mean, I think that this should still be continued. I, I am not satisfied when you especially hear these comments from Grassley that there's an audio tape by some Ukrainian official and there's such specificity on that FBI document. It just, to me, does not seem realistic uh, that that there's nothing there. I find it, you know, the, the irony that these allegations coming forward, the reference to the big guy years before it ever came out public, it's in a document. Again, there's there's just so much out there that at least needs to be investigated. Let's see where it goes. But I hope that the FBI is smart enough to say, hey, we're going to try to at least take a look at it. Um, and I hope that the uh, GOP forces their hand. And I hope we see some more equal justice. I mean, there's something that it does not smell right in any shape or form. Uh, Tony, thank you very much. Let's go to Stan on line one. Stan, your thoughts, my friend. Go ahead, Stan. You have a segment that you just did on the military, right? You just did the military segment. That is correct, Stan. Thank you for the observation. Well, it was the wrong segment tonight. Because the real segment. Okay, so Stan, enlighten me. Enlighten me. The real me. thing should have been about the man who passed away last week, because you wouldn't mention him anyway, Daniel Ellsberg, who to me is an American hero, who found out through the Pentagon Papers and released it to the Washington Post that our American military betrayed us, that our American military lied to us. Exactly, us. during Vietnam. I know exactly so who he is. constant that you do your segment has its place and it's good. But I didn't think you would ever mention about Ellsberg because he is an American hero as far as I'm concerned. And what he did had guts and the Washington Post and Catherine Graham published it. And we learned that our military leaders from Westmoreland to McNamara to Nixon all knew that we couldn't win the war. And so what's your, but Stan, later, no, Stan. And listen, I, I hang on. No, hold on a second, Stan. I agree with you. I think he did a tremendous reporting, and I think it was an important story. But now let me ask you, what's your point? Five years later, we go into Afghanistan, and it's the same thing. Nobody does nothing. Nobody said we have four presidents. Nobody wants to go fight this war. Nobody can do anything about it. And then we have a, a mokes president who says, oh, we're getting out. His name is Donald Trump. And so... Do we haven't learned a thing about the military? Let me ask you, hang on, Stan. And, and uh, you know, I don't want to sort of debate past history. But let me let me just ask you, don't you think we needed to at least try to take out Osama bin Laden? Because that was basically the reason we were trying to go in there, as you know. When Bush said, you know, when standing on top of the rubble of the World Trade Center and said, they're finally going to hear us soon. Their whole world's going to hear us soon. I think there needed to be payback for what they did to our almost 3,000 precious lives in America, don't you think? You're right. When it comes to small things or things that are minimal, we do well at that. But when it comes to major, other than when we were in Iraq, which we did okay, and they hate our guts anyway. No, when we do small things like that, get Osama, I'm with you 100%. I don't really consider Osama a small thing. Our military cannot... Tell us the truth. They never have, and they never will. Well, I still think it's important to honor them, Stan. I hope you're not, like, trashing the whole U.S. military, because as we're talking about the politicization, yeah, there has been politics often crept 
into the U.S. military. And listen, boy, is there a lot of politics right now. And there's certainly a lot of politics at the DOJ uh, with good old Hunter Biden. That one is for sure. And I will always demand, uh, defend the men and women of our U.S. military, because despite what some of the leadership is and some of the politics of that, I still consider them uh, to be heroes. There's no question about it. Let me go to Joe on line two. Joe, can you enlighten me a little more than Stan did, please? As usual, my love, I'm going to enlighten you, and you're very enlightened also, and I love the way you say thank you. It's very sweet, Polish princess. I'm going to start off with something positive, and then we're going to deal with Hunter. First of all, a shout-out to two great cops, uh, Officer Anthony Manarone of uh, Secaucus Police and an Officer Ricardo of the Woodbridge Police. I saw them help an American veteran in a wheelchair who was in heart distress get him to the hospital and get his dog, which pulls him in the wheelchair, into a no-kill facility until he was out of the hospital. A couple of great Italian Catholic Jersey boys, God bless them. Now, now we deal with this nonsense. Hunter Biden sold drugs in the military. He should be doing life in Leavenworth. What he did was treasonous. I hold the best, il migliore, the best discharge, honorable. The number eight is the worst, it's dishonorable. Leavenworth, life, but his father pulled him out and protected him. I understand the father's to protect the son, but he says he's proud of his son. Rita, proud of a son who bangs his own sister-in-law after the good brother dies. Proud of a son who deals drugs in the military. Proud of his son who takes $3 billion from communist China and communist Russia. It's absolutely out of control. You know, the rotten apple, the rotten fruit doesn't fall right far from the rotten tree. And let me tell you something. He only put him in the military at age 40 to make himself look presidential. He avoided military service. And he tried his father to pay off doctors that Joe has uh, severe asthma. Yet at the same time, he was employed as a lifeguard. And Delaware, there's no justice in Delaware. Those two Jersey jerks killed their baby in prom night. And they got 13 months each for killing an innocent baby. This is completely out of control. And one other thing, Deron DeSantis would withstand and stand up to the Democrats and the rhinos. He's an American military Navy officer, active duty. Absolutely. He was a jag. He was a jag. You are absolutely right. Although it is a lot. I mean, you got to admit, Joe. It is a lot dealing with all these different allegations. And and think about, Joe, if the name was Trump versus Hunter, you talked about a lot of the different stuff there about the, the Biden family. And so far, it's like, you know, uh, you, the president gets asked. The one thing I also have a problem with, Joe, and and this to me is what just stinks, just on the surface. He has already lied, the president, saying he doesn't know anything about his son's business deals. That is a flat-out lie. There's no way that that's true. He's sitting there hanging out with his son. You see all the pictures of him and his son, like on the golf course, hanging out with Devin Archer, who may sing like a bird, and a whole bunch of others. And there's just too many things that this president is denying about. I don't know anything about my son. I never met any of his business partners. Meanwhile, we find out some of them went there for years upon years, you know, going to the White House. I mean, that's why I believe there's something there and it has to be looked into. And that's why, guess what? The Republicans got to start acting like leaders and really going after all of this. When we come back, everybody, we're going to take your calls on this and also 
a little bit of a shout out prayers for those guys that are in the submarine that is now still being tried to be tracked down off of Newfoundland. Really scary stuff, that private sub. We're going to talk about that much more after the break, everybody. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Of course, tonight our thoughts and prayers are also with those five people aboard that Titanic-bound sub. Uh, they are looking at now, if they can even locate them, the Coast Guard and others that are out there, it would be the deepest recovery mission in U.S. history. So this is really incredible. They believe, of course, that they went down uh, potentially at a depth of 13,000 feet, which is a little over, it's like two and a half miles, uh, and five people there, oxygen is running out, uh, and they have to first locate them. They don't know if they're like trapped down with the remains of the Titanic or if they're floating above somewhere but still may not have a lot of oxygen. What a scary, scary situation, and of course, we will keep you posted on that. Uh, and speaking of coming up for air, uh Hunter seems to be very happy as attorneys all over the place saying, basically, case closed. But do you think the Republicans in Congress have a whole other plan for Hunter? Or do you think it is over and the investigations will bear no fruit against the first son, the son who is now, of course, in so many issues surrounding President Biden. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike real quick. Line four. Mike, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, how are you? I don't have any confidence in the Republicans. Wow. Well, that's a sad state of affair, Mike. You know what? I think Hunter uh, is not out of the clear. I really do. I think Comer's on the hunt. I think Jim Jordan's on the hunt. This other guy with the Ways and Means Committee. Let's see where it goes.